0: All right, take your Bibles, if you would, this this morning and turn to the book of 1 Corinthians, New Testament, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians 15 is known as the resurrection chapter simply because the entire chapter deals with the resurrection, not only Christ's resurrection, but the resurrection of those who have believed on Him that's coming in the future. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and let me encourage you to do this at home. <clears throat> is to participate uh, with us when we say stand it'd be good if you stood uh, when we when we sing it'd be good if you sang with us and uh, what we're going to do right now is we're going to stand as we as we read the scripture so if you would please let's all stand together and first Corinthians chapter 15 I'm going to read the first 11 verses you read along silently as I read aloud Says, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received how that Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures. And that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the Scriptures. And that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. After that, he was seen of above five hundred brethren at once, of whom the, the greater part remain unto this present, but some are fallen asleep. After that, he was seen of James, then of all the apostles. And last of all, he was seen of me also, As of one born out of due time. For I am the least of the apostles that am not meet to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God I am what I am. And his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Therefore, Whether it were I or they, so we preach, and so ye believe. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, we want to thank you again just for the privilege of being able to worship this morning, being able this morning to commemorate, and remember the resurrection of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, I'm thankful that the Lord Jesus died for our sins according to the scriptures. I'm thankful that he bore that burden, that he paid that debt. But Lord, it would have meant nothing had you not had him rise from the dead. And Lord, I'm thankful that uh, we serve a risen Savior this morning. We pray, Lord, that you would guide and direct and bless this message. I pray, Father, that the word of God would go out into hearts. Uh, Lord, again, this is a this is different kind of circumstance. Uh, most unusual Uh, Resurrection Sunday I think that uh, I've ever I've ever participated in and yet Lord you're still the same God Uh, your spirit is just as active whether it whether it be here or whether it be in someone's home Uh, Lord I I pray that you would uh, speak to hearts and have your will and your way for it's in Jesus name that we pray and all God's people said Amen. Well, we had had a few of them. One or two of them say that right here. This is a this is a classic passage on the resurrection. In fact, it's often called the gospel in a nutshell simply because of what it says says for i delivered unto you first of all that that which i also received how that christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures all three of those parts are absolutely essential for the gospel he died for our sins he paid the price you know i i um Uh, was listening to someone just uh, latter part of this week talking about the resurrection was a radio personality and they made it they made a comment I thought was was uh, interesting Uh, I know that person's background so I understood what they meant by it what they said was was that Jesus died so that the door of repentance could be opened Mm, that I don't really find that anywhere in Scripture now, it's true, uh, we, we need to repent and trust Jesus Christ as Savior in order to be saved, but, but uh, he didn't just open a door, he paid the entire debt. He paid all of it. He didn't pay some of it, he didn't pay most of it, he paid all of it. And that was done on the cross. However, that would have been for naught had after he had been buried and been in the grave for three days had he not risen from the dead. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is the crown jewel of the gospel. Uh, gospel just simply means good news. And you know, I, honestly, folks, think about this. Uh, I don't know who all is watching this morning. We may have folks that uh, caught our Facebook ad and uh, are watching it. I hope, I hope that's the case. Uh, but uh, there, there are folks that think, well, it's good that Jesus died and he died and then i have to have a good life whoa stop having a good life is a good thing to do living for god is a good thing to do but that doesn't take away your sin there's only one thing that can take away your sin and that's the blood of jesus christ which he shed on calvary's cross that and that alone can cleanse us from all sin and uh, it's 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 important to understand that he didn't just open a door, he paid the debt. He, and again, he didn't just pay a part of it and then you pay the rest of it. The truth of the matter is, if there's anything you or I could have done in order to obtain eternal life, it would not have been necessary for Christ to come down to this earth, take on a human form, and then die on the cross for our sins. He died on the cross for our sins because we could not do that for ourselves. We could not get rid of our own sin. He only could do that. The the, the resurrection is mentioned over a 100 times in the New Testament. And Christianity is the only faith and it's the only belief system whose founder is not dead. Uh, I, You know, uh, somewhere on this earth today is the body of Buddha, who founded Buddhism. He's dead. Uh, somewhere on this earth, there is the body of, of, uh, of, uh, of Brahma. Uh, Brahma is the one who, who founded Hinduism. He's dead. Uh, Islam is, a, is an up-and-coming religion, and yet the founder of Islam was Muhammad, and Muhammad's dead. Uh, when it comes to communism, Marxism, uh, there's a lot of people that are they're falling in, into, that, uh, into that belief system today. Saying really that there is no God at all. I, I got news for you. Karl Marx is dead too. And all of them are dead. All of them somewhere on this earth. You can find their bodies or the remains of their bodies. But the body of Jesus Christ you'll never find. And you'll never find it because he is not here. He is risen. The difference in Christianity is that we have a Savior who is, is, not was, but is alive. And he's alive forevermore. Um, there's there's two, two things in 1 Corinthians 15 that uh, the Apostle Paul talks about that are probably two of the greatest proofs that Christianity is true. The first one is the one that we just read about, about the fact that, that he rose from the dead. In fact, if if you look with me, uh, down in verse, uh, let's see, verse uh, verse 4, it says, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures, and that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. After that, he was seen of above five, hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some are fallen asleep. After that he was seen of James, then of all the apostles, and last of all, he was seen of me also, as of one born out of due time. Uh, scripture tells us that there were eyewitnesses of his resurrection. Uh, at one time, there was over, over, 500 people at once that saw the Lord Jesus Christ in his resurrected form and in his resurrected body. Uh, this, in fact, I, I just went through and Googled the resurrection uh, this, uh, this last week and, and uh, went to very worldly sources, not necessarily Christian sources at all. Wikipedia was one of them. And, uh, and I found it interesting. They in no way challenged the resurrection. The truth of the matter is it is one of the most documented, one of the best documented events in all of history. So the, 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 uh, the first obvious proof is the, is the resurrection of Christ. Proves that Christianity is true and right. But the second one is is found in verses 9 and 10 of 1 Corinthians 15. If you have your Bibles, look down with me, if you would. For I am the least of the apostles, this is the Apostle Paul speaking, that I'm not meet to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. He was a a Christian killer. Uh, Before he trusted Jesus Christ as Savior, he was running those folks down. He was was, uh, searching them out and uh, he was persecuting the church and then verse 10 says but by the grace of god i am what i am and his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain but i labored more abundantly than they all yet not i but the grace of god which was with me the second proof is changed lives apostle paul was not the same at the end of his life as he was in the beginning of his life and it wasn't just a gradual change on the Damascus Road, when he, when he had a, a vision and, and he saw the Lord Jesus Christ and he spoke to him, that's when he believed on Christ. And from that day forward, he was not the same person. And he turned from Saul the persecutor to, to Paul the preacher. It was a real change in his life. So those two things are tremendous proofs of of the fact that what we believe is true number one because of the resurrection and number two because of changed lives now in first corinthians 15 i want you to look with me down verses 12 through 19 says now if christ be preached that he rose from the dead how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain? And your faith is also vain. Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up. If so, be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. Ye are yet in your sins, then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. In other words, if the if if the dead don't rise, if Christ is still in the tomb, if there is no resurrection, then Preaching and faith are vanity. That means they're empty. That means they're worthless. That means they're they're not worth a thing. Uh, Throw out your Bible. Put it in the trash can. It's not worth keeping. If there is no resurrection, those of us that, that proclaim Christ, and not just preachers, We've got a whole church full of folks that that proclaim Jesus Christ and tell other people about the fact that they have a living Savior. Uh, If if there was no resurrection, we're all false witnesses. We're a bunch of liars. Uh, If there was no resurrection, no one has his sins forgiven. Down in verse 17 says, And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain, ye are yet in your sins. What What that simply means is is that everyone, therefore, that has died or that will die because their sins are not forgiven, they'll all die and they'll go to hell for all eternity. If there is no resurrection, that's the case. And then, then last of all, uh, we are, of all men, most miserable. We're, we're poor, we're worthless, we're, we're pathetic, uh, we're, we're a sad group of people, if it's not true, if the resurrection uh, did not take place. It just shows you just how, how important the resurrection of Jesus Christ is and how much weighs in the balance. Uh, but the truth is, is that Christ is risen. Down in verse 20, after Paul went ahead and said all that, down through 19, in verse 20 he says, But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the firstfruits of them that slept so the truth is that christ is risen therefore preaching and faith are effective they're profitable i'll go beyond that and say they're not only profitable but when it comes to faith and trust in christ and him alone it is absolutely necessary for in order for your sins to be forgiven and in order for you to obtain eternal life which, which is a gift uh, it, because christ is risen those of us that speak out for him are true witnesses, and we ought to be taken seriously, uh, which, which means we need to be serious about, about, about witnessing. Uh, who else is going to tell other folks about a living, risen Savior? Who else is going to tell folks how they can have their sins forgiven and how they can, they can uh, have total forgiveness and receive eternal life? Because Christ is risen, everyone who has trusted Christ in the past and everyone who is trusting Christ today and everyone who trusts Christ in the future, they trust his death, his burial, and his resurrection, and and, uh, they trust him and him alone for the total payment for their sins. Uh, they, They are forgiven, and they will spend all eternity in heaven. When Jesus was on the cross there were some very significant last words that he spoke. And it was only three words. But boy, those three words carried a ton of weight. Those three words were simply, it is finished. Now, trust me when I say that he was not just talking about his life. He was not just talking about the crucifixion. What he was talking about was the the fact that everything that needed to be done to make payment for sin everything that needed to be done in order for you or i to have forgiveness of sin and receive the gift of eternal life was done right there on the cross now again that would have all been for naught had he stayed in the grave and not rose again on the third day but because he rose again the third day that uh, that forgiveness can be ours you know for me it was february february 20th 1969 <laughs> it was one o'clock in the morning don't ask me what i was doing out and about in one o'clock in the morning but nonetheless uh i was uh, i was a teenager and uh, i i uh, was confronted with the gospel for the very first time in my life and and i realized that night that that jesus was the payment for my sin I I really thought that I could do something. And then the the man who was witnessing to me that night showed me a verse, actually two verses. And it's in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. It says, for by grace are you saved through faith. And this was the phrase that really got a hold of my heart. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. That, just, that took the, the whole system that I had believed my entire life up to that point and threw it right out the window. Because I thought that in order to be, be saved, in order to go to heaven someday, that I had to be a good person. I, I kind of had a, a picture in my mind that someday I'd stand before God and there'd be a giant scale. And he, he would take all the good things that I did and put it on one side of the scale, take all the bad things I did and put it on the other side of the scale, if there was room on the other side of the scale for all the bad things that I did. And, uh, and I don't say that humorously. I mean that for, for sure. Uh, and, and then if the good outweighed the bad, I'd slide off into heaven. If the bad outweighed the good, the trap door would open. The buzzer would, would sound, and boom, down I'd go into hell. Um, I really thought that that was the basis, but again... And I was posed with this question that night. And, and the question was, if you could earn salvation, why in the world did Jesus Christ die on the cross, be buried, and then rose again the third day? And that's, that's, that's a good question. The, the answer is you can't do anything. The Bible says it's the gift of God, not of works. You don't earn it. You just simply receive it. By trusting Jesus Christ and him alone as Savior. Um, the, uh, uh, everyone who has, has trusted Jesus Christ as Savior uh, is in the past, is in, if they've died already, they are in heaven and they'll be there for all eternity. And the truth is, because of the resurrection, we're, we're all full of hope and we're full of joy if we, had tr- if we have trusted Jesus Christ as our Savior. And it, it's not in vain, and we're not of all men most miserable, but we're joyful because of what Jesus has done for us. So in summation, I just want to look at quickly this morning, what, what are the results of the resurrection? Because Jesus Christ rose from the dead, what results were brought forth because of that? And we're going to look at four of them this morning. First of all, Romans chapter 1 and verse 4. It says, and declared to be the Son of God with power, according to the spirit of holiness, by the resurrection of the dead. He's declared to be the Son of God with power by the resurrection of the dead. The resurrection proves who Jesus Christ is. Jesus Christ is God. Now please understand when I say is God, I don't mean he's a created God. I don't mean he's a littler God than the father. I don't mean that he's a he's a separate God off the no 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 He is God uh, back in the old Testament, the a uh, one of the names for God when uh, Moses was getting ready to go and and free the children of 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 Israel from egypt from their from slavery he uh He said, who should I say sent me? And he said, tell him I am sent you. That's the name of God. In other words, he always is. He always has been. He always will be. I am. When Jesus was on this earth, he answered uh, a bunch of Pharisees and Sadducees, religious people. And he just simply said this. He said, before Abraham was, he said, I am. From that point forward they they tried to grab him they tried to kill him they were mad they were angry it wasn't because he said I am a God he said I am meaning he was the embodiment of the living God and that uh, Bible talks about the fact that he is the fullness of the Godhead bodily it proves that Jesus Christ is God Uh, Jesus said this uh, in the the book of of John. He said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. He did not say he was a way. I, I, I hear people make this comment an awful lot today. Well, you know, there's many ways to heaven. I don't find that in my Bible. There are not many ways to heaven. There is only one way to heaven, and Jesus Christ stated what that way was. He said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man, no man, no person cometh unto the Father but by me. So first and foremost, the the resurrection points to the fact and results in the proof, positive, without any shadow of a doubt, that Jesus Christ is God. Secondly, Romans chapter 4, And verses 24 and 25 Romans chapter 4 verses 24 and 25 says but for us also to whom it shall be imputed when it says imputed it means to that that person's account and it's speaking about imputed righteousness in other words the righteousness of Jesus Christ at the time that a person believes on him is imputed to that person in other words is put to their account what really happens when a, when a person trusts Christ as Savior? Jesus Christ takes all of our sin forgives all of it. By the way, when I say all of it, I don't just mean the past sin. I don't just mean the present sin, but the Scripture talks about the fact that it's all our sin, past, present, and future, even sin that we haven't even committed yet, and it's all underneath the blood of Christ. And, and uh, uh, he, ta- he takes that sin, and then He gives to us His imputed righteousness. And and that just simply means that He puts His righteousness to our account. So when God the Father looks at us, He does not see our sin anymore. Instead, what He sees is the shed blood of Jesus Christ that cleanses us from all sin and His imputed righteousness righteousness. It says, but for us also to whom it shall be imputed if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. Believing that, that Christ was raised up from the dead makes us just before God because he gives us his righteousness when we trust in him. But that was only made possible, not just because he died, but because he died, he was buried, and then three days later, he rose again from the dead. So so uh, the resurrection uh, makes us just before God if we have believed on him. The third thing that, justific- that, that uh, uh, the resurrection does for us, Romans chapter 6 and verse 4. Romans chapter 6, verse 4. It says that like as christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the father even so we also should walk in newness of life it says we also should walk in newness of life if a person has trusted jesus christ as savior they realize they're a sinner on their way to hell and the only way they can go to heaven is by believing on christ and ask him for mercy and to forgive all your sins If a person does that and they trust jesus christ as savior the bible says that he gives to us eternal life from that point forward god says now that you are saved not in order to stay saved not in order to get saved not in order to keep being saved but because you are saved because all of your sins are forgiven we should walk in newness of life it said earlier that the apostle paul was different because he believed on christ he was a, he was a christian persecutor and killer beforehand and uh, after he trusted christ as savior he became a christian himself who became persecuted and eventually died uh, for for his faith but but he was changed and it, it says that we should walk in newness of life and and uh, the truth of the matter is because of the resurrection not only should you but now you can you can Philippians chapter 3 and verse 10 the Apostle Paul said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering now when he said the power of his resurrection he was referring to the fact that that power is is active and effective in his life Listen, Jesus Christ does not save people just so they can, they can, after they've trusted him as Savior, can just go off and do anything they want to do, go any place they want to go, and live their life just as sinfully, maybe even more sinfully than they did before they believed on him. No, 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 no. When he, when he saves our soul, he expects us to be different. And we can be different because we now have the same power. And this, to me, is absolutely mind-boggling. But we now have the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead that's active in our lives in order to give us the strength to be able to have victory over sin on a day-by-day basis. It, It gives us power over sin now and the possibility of a changed life as we walk in newness of life. And then the last thing, That the resurrection does. At least the last one we're going to look at. 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 21. 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 21. Scripture says, Who by him do believe in God that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory, that your faith and hope might be in God. What it does is it causes us really. Uh, when you trust Christ as Savior, it gives you a new lease on life. It causes our faith and our hope to be in God. My faith is not in doctors to find a cure for, for the coronavirus. Uh, whether, it be a, you know, whether it be something that can defeat it once you get it, or whether it's something, that, that, that a vaccine that can keep you from it. My, my hope is not in that. Uh, my hope is not in our economy right now. That's a good thing that it's not in the economy because our economy is in the toilet right now in case you haven't been paying attention. And uh, uh, but but my hope is not in that. You know, I was just uh, talking to someone here just the other day. And, and I, you know, uh, uh, I've got a Roth IRA. I have lost thousands of dollars. I don't say that to have pity or or sorrow but but you know what that just shows you it shows you that anything that's on this earth is 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 has got faults has got problems is is going to deteriorate but you can have hope and you can have faith if you trust in the resurrection of Jesus Christ you trust his death you trust his burial you trust his resurrection um, I want to want you to, to draw your attention to a passage of scripture and with this I'm gonna close. Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. May I just say this before I before I go on? <clears throat> if 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 you're listening this morning and you you have trusted Jesus Christ as Savior. You realize that you're a sinner. You realized that because of your sins, Bible says for all sin come short of the glory of God, because of your sins that you deserve to die and go to hell for all eternity. And you looked at that and you said, I don't wanna to go to hell for all eternity. And then you looked and saw that Jesus Christ paid the entire payment for your sin. You can't, you can't be baptized to go to heaven. You can't be a good person to go to, go to heaven. There's not a Ten Commandments, one of the Ten Commandments that will help you get to heaven. None of that will work for getting rid of your sins and getting the righteousness of God. The only way that you can get that is by trusting and believing in the Lord Jesus Christ and His death, His burial, and His resurrection. And you did that, and you trusted Him as Savior. You cried out to mercy to Him one day and asked Him to forgive you, and He has. Let me just ask you this. Are you a good advertisement for the righteousness of God? Are you a good advertisement for a risen Savior? Do you do, do people, when they talk to you, do people, when they see you, do they, do they think of hope? Do they think of faith? Do they think of joy when they think of your name? You see as as saved people the resurrection isn't just something that we that we commemorate that we celebrate that we think about one day a year that resurrection power is to be active in our lives on a day-by-day basis and it makes us different if we just realize that we need to we need to appropriate that power and we need to allow Jesus Christ to live through us. We, we sang a song right at the very end. And the, the song was entitled, Christ liveth in me, Christ liveth in me. Oh, what a salvation this, that Christ liveth in me. It is, it's a wonderful salvation. But do people see the salvation that you have in Jesus Christ because it's reflected through your life? Romans chapter 10 Verses 9, 10, and 13. These these three verses really, really made a huge difference in my life one night. In verse 9, it says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. It says that you need to believe in your heart. What does that mean? That just simply means... You trust him implicitly. You trust the fact that he died for your sins. You trust the fact that he rose again victorious over sin, over death, over hell, over the grave. And if you come to him and ask him for mercy and ask him to save your soul and to forgive you of all your sins, that he'll do that. And then then the second thing it says, it says, believe in your heart and confess it with your mouth. You you drop down to verse 13, and it says this, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's pretty simple. That just simply means if you realize that you're a sinner, you admit that you deserve to go to hell. And by the way, uh, if you've only committed one sin, and I'm sure that you've committed a whole lot more than that, I know I've committed a whole lot more than that, you've only committed one sin that sin will prevent you from ever going to heaven that sin will cause you to go to hell forever if it's not forgiven the whole reason why Jesus Christ came to this earth was to die for our sins and make the payment that we could not make for ourselves and and then rose again the third day to show that he had he had victory over sin death hell and the grave if, 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 if you realize those things and you trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, then the Bible says you're saved. You, you, you know for sure that if you die that you go to heaven. Um, you may be here, however, this morning. You may be in your living room or your dining room or maybe in your car. I don't know where you are this morning. But you're watching this broadcast and you'd, you'd say, you know, I don't have that assurance. I don't, I'm not absolutely positive that if I died today that I'd go to heaven. Well, it's possible to get that changed before the end of this broadcast. You say, you've got to be kidding. Really? Yes, really. Simply, you need to realize that you're a sinner. Do you know that? Are you willing to admit that you have sinned? Are you also willing to admit that because of your sins... You don't like to think about this. I never like to think about it. I don't even like to think about it. I'm talking to somebody else, and my sins are forgiven, and I'm going to heaven. But the Bible says that you deserve to die and go to hell for all eternity, and you're willing to admit that to God. And because of that, you have a repentant heart for your sin, and you realize that the only way that you can go to heaven is by not doing anything yourself, but just Trusting what he did by his death, his burial, and his resurrection, and then cry out to him for mercy and ask him to save your soul. You know what that is? That's taking what what so many people call religion and throwing the religion out the out the window and and realizing that it's a relationship with God. And it's something that's personal. You know, uh, the people that are in our church are not saved because they're a member of Freedom Baptist Church or because they got baptized. None of that stuff, none of that stuff uh, gave them their salvation. They got it as an individual. The only way you'll ever get it is as an individual. I wonder... If uh, in the closing of this broadcast, if what we could do is just simply this, just simply bow your heads and close your eyes, and uh, whether you're alone or whether there's a bunch of people in the, in the room with you, um, I wonder if you could just have your heads bowed and your eyes closed, and I, I, while your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, I want to ask you a question. Are you absolutely 100% sure that if you died today, you'd go to heaven? Do you know that for sure? Say, well, preacher, no, I really don't know that for sure. Better than telling me that, tell God that. Say, no, no, God, I don't know that for sure, but I'd sure like to. Well, the Bible says, again, if you just simply realize and admit that you're a sinner, you realize and admit that you deserve to go to hell for all eternity, if you can believe that and then believe that The only way that you could possibly get your sins forgiven is by throwing yourself at the mercy of God and asking Him to forgive you of all your sins based upon His death, His burial, and His resurrection and trust Him and Him alone as your Savior that He will give you a gift. And the moment you do that, and the moment you believe on Him, He will give you the gift of eternal life. If you believe those things, those four things, and you believe them with all your heart, And you don't know for sure if you died today that you'd go to heaven. I wonder if you would just be willing to pray a prayer, and I'll give it to you a phrase at a time. You can pray this exact prayer, or when it's all done, you can pray your own prayer. Doesn't make any difference. But I want to help you if you're struggling with it a little bit this, this morning. Just simply say this to God: just say, Dear Lord, I know that I'm a sinner. And that because of my sins, I deserve hell. But I'm turning from my sins, trusting Jesus Christ in his shed blood and him alone to take me to heaven. I believe Jesus died for my sins, was buried and rose again the third day. Lord, please forgive me of all my sins. Give me mercy and give me eternal life. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. And help me to live for you. Now, keep your keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed. If you